Lessons of Life, and today we're going to talk about the big picture. For me, it's easy to see the big picture because I've been studying markets forever, and that leads to studying money and governments and policies and all that good stuff because they all affect the market in some way. It's how the crowd's going to see it. So the crowd tends to panic and they panic both ways. They're, the fear is you won't get to participate in the run-up and the fear is you won't get out fast enough. <laughs> fear. It's fear. And fear comes from uncertainty. And everybody's pain level is different and only when you've had enough pain Will you enter or exit the market? And this is what goes on in life. And this is what all the fiction and everything is telling you. You know, it doesn't matter what you love in life, that you love it and that you look at it, you know, from all angles because you love it. And you'll see these truths in there. It's, you know, like that Jackie Chan movie where he's the cook and suddenly he has to go fight and he thinks he doesn't have the skills to fight. And the little uh, children, who are the little Buddhist children monks, are yelling at him, you know, it's like cooking noodles, cooking noodles. <laughs> so he starts doing the cooking noodle moves and the cooking noodle moves are kicking butt on these guys. God is with you. He knows who you are. He knows what you've been doing. He knows what situation he's put you in. You know, one of the greatest things to understand is you're gonna see both sides if you judge and you continue to judge so that you understand, you know, the other person's side of it. And Eventually, you've walked both sides of all your judgments. And this is what Neville Goddard meant by you'll play all the roles. God plays all the roles, okay, to teach you. Each one of us. He works through us. And he's teaching us how to think. And he's showing us, oh, do, do you like that? Here, you must like it so much. You want to be that, huh? <laughs> because you see it all the time, you know. People take things too far. That's what human beings do. Because they're human and you have to get rid of that human part. You know, that's the chaff. It has to go. And you burn it off by walking both sides. You know, first you're, you know, the leader who condemns all and then you die and you step into a new body and now you're the poor person who suffers 
Now you're suffering the judgment you had of poor people. You know? Now you're the poor person. How's it feel? Well, a lot of people think, well, yeah, great. I don't remember that past life. You know, well, you will. The day will come when remembrance will come. It's the story of Rip, Rip Van Winkle. You will wake up. And anyone who's running around saying they're woke is asleep in a deep sleep. You know, they're the ones who've been using the laws of mind. Okay? And they're going to... They're going to suffer their judgments because they haven't stopped judging. They they judge and malign. And so, you know, you just, when you're walking the road with God and you're seeing this stuff, you just, yeah, bless their hearts. I'm so happy I walk with God. I don't want to be in their shoes when they have to, you know, witness their own judgment. You know, bless their hearts. I forgive them. I, I wish them the best, you know, and you walk off because you know it's coming their way. You know it, you know. I don't wish on anyone to die like a man. I want everyone to peacefully pass in their sleep and they'll just get into a new body. <laughs> I want everyone to come party up in heaven with me. It's great. Everybody come join the brothers. It's it's a good time. Good times for all. You know. Human beings have billions of realities going on. And, and it's wonderful. And it's beautiful. But they all have to deal with themselves. And you can't do it for them, but you can forgive them and love them. And you're not helping a soul when you give to them to the point where they don't have to struggle. Now, this is, in America, is the land of, of imagination. And most countries in Europe and Canada and some other countries... They don't understand tipping in America. Well, it's very simple, really. It's, you know, a wonderful thing. You, as the waiter, represent the company and you will take the order. And you will take the payment and give the change. And that's it. Okay? And so the company pays you a small you know, uh, hourly wage to do that. The customer and you have a contract when they come and sit down. You know, and how you fulfill that contract is up to you. You can do the minimum, you can take the order, and, you know, and make sure uh, you got their payment and gave the change. Or you can help sit them down, hold the chair out for the ladies. You read people. You know who wants their chair held for them and who doesn't. You just know people. You study people. And you want them to feel great. And you want them to have the best. So, you know, you quiz them. Oh, well, you like seafood? This is, 
We've got the best bass on the menu. It is so delicious. Fresh off the boat today. It was, it's just wonderful. You know, or, you know, oh, you like the beef? Yeah, we get the best beef. And we butcher it in the back all by ourselves. It's great. You know, I highly recommend, you know, any of the steaks, my favorite. And you are putting on a relationship with them. And look, I know my my restaurant. And, and this is what they do great that you would like. And this is what they do great that you would like. And you're helping them you know, see all the different things. And some people don't want to be bothered. And you know your people. And you know who wants to be bothered, who doesn't. So you do that. And you stand back and you watch. And you make sure that their drinks are filled. You know, when they get halfway down, you're over there filling up their water or their tea. Or asking them if they'd like a fresh soda or whatever it is, you know, and the server brings the food and you're right behind them. Does it, is there anything else you would like, you know, and, you know, they don't and they eat and they're, it's a pleasure. It's a joy. You're making it a joy and they will tip you well. They will because you've made it a joy for them to come out and eat. That was part of coming out to eat. I don't have to worry about cooking or cleaning and somebody's waiting on me and they treat me like a queen. I love it. <laughs> and you tip the waiter and the waiter has a relationship with others in that restaurant and he'll have a server that serves the food that works with him and often they will split the tips and they help each other dude look see if she if her glass gets half full will you run over there and fill it up oh yeah don't worry about it man i got you got you back we're crowded today. you go get their orders i'll make sure everybody's drinks are good you know great great you know and by the way you're doing a great job keeping the tables clean you're doing great you know and and they're loving it. They're loving it. So, you know, he'll split his tips with the server because the server's helping him. And now they're making not $2.15 an hour. That's what they get from the store. They're making $15, $20, $30 an hour because of the tips they get. And this is what tipping's about. Now, if you lump it all together like they do over in England, for example, or, you know, Europe, then you don't know. You don't know. And you're not rewarding their effort and their love of studying people and all that other thing. And they're not doing any of that for you. They don't care. Not like they're getting any extra for it. You know, that's just how it is. Then we get to minimum wage. Most people don't understand that either. Oh, you need to give them a living wage. No, I don't. You're not helping them by doing that. You're locking them into being hamburger flippers forever. You know, they don't desire to leave it. 
they don't like it, but they make enough to have a decent living, you know, and they work like dogs because they had to fire half the staff so they could pay the minimum wage to the other half, and now that half has to do the job of both, you know, and they're overworked, and so then they're crying again. This isn't worth it. This isn't, you know, a living wage. Raise the wage. No. No, go read. Go be something better. You know? You want to get into management of hamburger flipping? Do that. You know? Be the best hamburger flipper you can be and study the whole restaurant and someone will notice. I guarantee it. And you will move up. The whole idea is you're not supposed to want to be a hamburger flipper all your life. It's not okay for me to make it comfy for you. No. What's okay for me to do is tell you all you need to do is read. What do you love? Whatever it is you love, you read about it. Read as much as you can about it. Then go out there and go do it. You know? And if you really love something, then you don't care. You know, I don't care. I love doing this. I love doing podcasts. I love doing videos. I love writing. I love looking at things from all different angles, researching, analyzing. And I love words. And I love the word. You know, I do. And I always have words and reading and there's just nothing more important you know and it's never too late to learn how to read it's never too late you know a lot of children just get passed because they're too old to be in school anymore and they don't know how to read and now they're adults who don't know how to read and they can't read the job application so they take it home and have somebody else fill it out for them and sooner or later people find out they can't read is somebody going to help them learn how to read? You know, more than likely not. They're going to fire them. So it's important. It's important for everyone to learn how to read. You know, that that's just number one. And giving your time to help children and adults learn how to read, there's just nothing better. There's just nothing better than seeing them understanding and reading, it's just magnificent. And this has been the struggle all along. Knowledge, knowledge. And there's two ways to knowledge. The objective way and the subjective. Okay? First objective, then subjective. Okay? And then subjective supplants objective. But you had to gain the knowledge first. You know, you had to. Or, or you would just be wandering around in ignorance. Ignorance can be cured with knowledge. Stupid can't. Stupid can only learn from pain and suffering. They're stupid. They're set in their ways. They're dug in their heels. They're being stupid. So it's understanding there's a thin veil. What do you love to do? What do you love digging into? 
you know, if all you love to do is digging into thinking, you know, well, then get out there and help people with their thinking. If all you love to do is cooking, well, okay, cook, cook, share your food, give it out to others. What do you think of this recipe? I just made this up, you know, and you'll find so much joy in it, you know. Oh, oh, you like to eat peppers? I got peppers. Let me tell you about some peppers. I have a lot of yummy sweet peppers and I got some spicy ones too. <laughs> this is how you grow them and this is how you do what you love to do. And then you share it with others. You share your perspective on it with others. You know, any way you want. Whether that's just talking to people, or writing about it, or vlogging about it, or podcasting about it, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is that, that makes your heart sing. And look, I wrote this recipe. What do you think? <laughs> you know, post it. Post it. You know, if you're on a Patreon site like mine, Post in the community tab. I guarantee you, you put a recipe out there. I'll try it. I'll try to cook that sucker. <laughs> I love cooking. You know, and I love gardening. If you got some, you know, special plant that you just love to grow, you know, share it. You know, I love pepperoncini peppers. And I learned about them from Papa John. I love Papa John pizza with those pepperoncini peppers, you know, and I went and studied them, you know, and they're really the best when they're red, believe it or not, and they grow in Turkey, and they're, they're, they're just wonderful, so we've been growing them the past couple of seasons, and they've just got a little bit of spice, they're, you know, nice crunch, they're, they're juicy and wonderful and tasty, and mainly, you know, not overly sweet. That sweet and spice really balances, and it's really good. And I'll freeze those suckers up, and I use them all year long in, in different recipes. You know, I don't, I don't use bell peppers anymore. They're really boring to me. You know, and they're not fun to grow because you only get like four or five on a plant, and so that it's not like they produce a whole lot. So, I tend to go with, you know, carmine peppers. Their skins are, are just as thick as a green pepper. And you can pick them when they're green or red. Red is when they're the sweetest. And they are just delicious. They're just delicious. You know, and, and yummy. Now, green peppers uh, are nice because they sit flat. And you can stuff them. And you have to lay carmine peppers on their side to, to stuff them. But I don't like stuffed peppers, so that don't matter to me. <laughs> so it's, it's what do you like? What do you want to do? And most people would love to hear what you're doing. You know? And how you look at things. Especially the thing that you love. You know? And... and bringing understanding to others, you know, through the things that you love to do, 
it's just a lot of fun, you know, and, and it's natural. So I hope this helps. Blessings to you. And thank you. Thank you for being you.